and welcome to episode 408 of Awards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I am Clarence Moy, and I am joined by the other two M's. So, M's, let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. Joey, we'll start with you this week. Hi, I'm Joey Moser. You can find me on Twitter at JoeyMoser83. Megan? Hi, I'm Megan McLaughlin. You can find me on Twitter at HeyDudeMeg. And again, I'm Clarence Moy. You can find me on Twitter at Clarence Moy. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Megan, you're getting all ready for your big trip to Hotlanta? Yes. I'm <laughs> very excited. I've been uh, um, watching a lot of television and um, I'm doing a panel, moderating a, uh, moderating a uh, panel there so um, um well not really i mean i guess i'm just talking to one person so it's not a panel but um i'm excited about that and um yeah it should be a good time i haven't been there since 2019 it's the scad tv fest um so it should be interesting to see uh you know to be back there post covid which is completely different that's really cool uh who are you talking to in your um q a your moderated q a so I'm talking to Mariana Van Zeller, who uh, is the host of Trafficked on Nat, uh, Nat Geo. Have you ever watched oh. it? No. Mm. It's really fascinating. It's about like how things get into the country, uh, like black mm. market of like there's ghost guns, which I didn't know about. Um, the first episode, um, oh, what was it? The first organs, organs, like how they get organs. Oh, um, it's like she does like some crazy stuff um but the episode well i won't reveal what episode we're doing because it's a future episode but well i guess i will who cares um we're talking they're gonna be showing um what about um black market uh babies oh my yeah. god yeah that's it's, a thing uh, yes oh, yeah, it's a sure. it's a wild episode yeah um so i'm gonna talk to her about that so um uh, it's funny of all the shows that they had there. Like, um, I would have picked this one, even though I was not picked. I mean, I, I was somebody asked us, me to do it, but um, I would have picked this one because I think it's really. I love documentaries, you know me. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. That's very cool. I didn't know you were doing that, but our little Megan's growing up in the world. I'm growing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, excellent. Well, I'm anxiously waiting to hear all about your experience and everything that you see while you're there and all the people that you talk to. Joey, what's going on with you? Uh, nothing. How's that Oscar menu coming? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have nine out of 10 things locked in. So for the um, listeners who haven't, who don't remember, Joey has an Oscar party every year and it's an amazing event to be invited to which you can have an invitation. Um, and unfortunately, I've only I sent been... you an invitation. You didn't get an invitation yet. I, I didn't get gotten... one. No, not yet. I think they're coming very slowly because somebody else who just who I mailed them last week, and the uh, someone who lives just a little bit out of the city just got theirs like today. God, Joey, <laughs> if I don't get one, gay and tired. <laughs> if I don't get one, am I not contractually obligated to go? Like, are you still? Still going to strong arm. You are. You have a standing invitation that is <laughs> a contractual obligation. So. 
I just feel like I mean God Megan if you don't want to come I do want to come but I just feel like usually I feel like I don't want to say bullied but (laughs) usually it's like if you if you don't fucking show up to this I'm we're not (laughs) friends anymore it's like I usually feel like vaguely threatened like (laughs) I haven't said that in at least a year (laughs) (laughs) at the last one last year (laughs) (laughs) so um to our listeners who haven't figured this out, when Joey has an Oscar party, he uh, creates a custom menu that is suited to each of the Best Picture nominees. So, for example, well, what's what's one of your favorite dishes that you've done before to match a Best Picture, Joey? Um, <laughs> probably a couple of my favorites. There's always at least one cocktail. Um, usually I tell Jason what it is and he makes it up because he's like a makeshift mixologist. I hate that word so much, mixologist. Um, uh, t- probably two of my favorite ones that I've done was, was for the favorite, I made a three layer cake and each layer represented one of the women. So, um, like I think for, uh, Emma Stone, since at the beginning of the movie, she gets thrown in, you know, out of the carriage and into mud. So I did like a chocolate layer for her. For, um, Rachel Vice, she gets jealous of Emma Stone. So I made like a green pistachio layer. And then the top layer was like a carrot cake because, um, you know, Olivia Coleman had rabbits. Um, so that was one thing for that. Probably my favorite thing that I've ever done, which is probably a little psychotic. Um, was for Promising Young Woman, I made a pasta dish um, where I dyed spaghetti to in the color of her Carrie Mulligan's wig that she wears at the end. I remember that. I remember that. So there was like pink and uh, neon, neon pink and neon blue angel. It was angel hair pasta. So I called it the avenging angel hair something. (laughs) Um, that was that and then for maybe another one the one that I did last year the two I don't think anything's like as super ornate as that yeah I mean give me a week and it'll be crazy but like for dude I made a a a cake roll but I made it look like a sandworm and then I did for uh, power of the dog I found this like I called it like the the poisoned lasso where I found a braided bread that I it was uh, like a dessert bread that had like I called it like bloody it had like a raspberry cheesecake center or raspberry cream cheese center to it there's nothing as of yet that is as crazy as that but uh like i said give us some time (laughs) what was the there was something that i the year that let's see was this in rochester and it was the year of um of uh, shape of water and i got really really drunk on some sort of sweet tea concoction (laughs) What was that for? Shape of Water. Um, that was 2017, right? 2017 movies, 2018 awards. Was that the Get Out year? Maybe it was. You have made a, like. Do you have no. a record? Do you have a rec- record of all of your um, foods? Well, he you takes ever pictures made? of them. I take pictures of them, but I think I, when I used to have, you know, when I used to send, you know, the invite on Facebook, remember like Facebook invites were like a thing. Um, 
I mean, they still are, but I don't. I was going to say they still are. <laughs> I know, but I don't. I don't use Facebook as much as I as I used to. But it's it's um. I think we made for Get Out. We made like um. We made like a like an iced tea something, but we served yeah. it out of like I found these like <laughs> I found these like uh paper teacups to look like the teacup that Catherine Keener has and I did Out. not have those. I That's probably what that one. I probably had big boy goblets <laughs> drank way too. No, much. you had, I think what happened was you had like, like they weren't red solo cups, but it was like the size of a red solo cup, yeah. but they were clear. And I remember yeah. that you were drinking a lot of wine. Really? Yeah. I was already drunk by then. Cause I don't like wine. <laughs> I distinctly remember filling your glass of wine, like at least three times. So if you're that drunk, then if you don't really drink wine, then uh, yeah, I don't drink wine. So anyway, well, I'm sorry. I won't be able to make it again this year. It's uh, we are going to be out of town. Um, so anyway, so, uh, I don't know if our listeners have guessed, but we are taking it easy this week because Megan's getting ready for her trip. And I don't know, it's just kind of a, a not a lull, but it's just, I guess it is a little bit of a lull period because we've got the Oscar nominations. We don't have the, the, the Guild Awards coming up yet. We haven't really in earnest started talking about the Emmy season. So we're just, we're sitting back in another Coffee Talk segment. We're each going to just talk. No big whoop. It's a lull, but I will say... Come March, there's going to be a lot, like, once we hit March, I feel like it's, like, with television, like, whoa. Like, we've got uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, Yellow Jackets, um, Succession. The, the White House plumbers. Like, yeah, like, all these, it's just, like, once, it's, like, they flip the switch in March. It's, like, time to start running. Let's go. So, I, because I was just thinking about that today. I'm, like, wow, by March, because, you know, I've been waiting for Yellow Jackets forever. But I'm, like, all these things are coming out. So it's going to be a good good season for television. Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and not that you watch it, but Mandalorian drops on uh, March first. Oh, that's exciting! Oh wow, too. really? Okay, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it, it, there's a lot coming up, and I just realized that, and actually, this could kind of lead me into something I wanted to mention, which was, um, I just realized that yes, you're right. All of these amazing things are coming out. Hopefully, amazing things are coming out because. To be honest, the Emmy year has been a little dry, um, but uh, I have caught up. Well, not really caught up, but I watched episodes two and three of The Last of Us so that I can participate in last week's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm dying to hear then what you thought of the last episode. Um, I thought the last episode was very well written. I I don't. You're not devastated. I was not emotionally devastated. Part of that is, admittedly, I watched it a week later. After a week of people every single day in my personal life, as well as on Twitter, telling me it is the greatest episode of television they have ever seen. It is the best thing that has ever aired. And, you know, it it can't possibly meet those expectations. I think it's a very good episode. I think uh, Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman are very, very good at it. They're great, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I, you know, is it is it? Could you see what was happening a mile away? Yes, you could. Is it a simplistic story? Yes. Just all of a sudden, Murray Bartlett just is in a wheelchair randomly, like you know. Great. It was an, okay. Thank you. <laughs> it was just it was an hour episode, but I kind of wish that it was almost like a movie of itself. Like I wanted a little bit more of their day to day life. Like. 
I wanted to see what Murray Bartlett made, you know, because he talks about he wanted to make the town up a little bit because he wanted to have guests, which ended up being uh, Pedro Pascal and Anna, Anna Torf. Um, I wanted to see what the town looked like. You know, what did he mean by make it over? Like, what what did that clothing boutique that he redesigned look like? There was, I wanted to, I like those characters so much that I wanted to know so much more about their world that I felt like, we just weren't given enough. And then all of a sudden they're dying or, you know, Mary Bartlett is dying from Parkinson's, I guess. Um, is that what it was? I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I think it was okay. Parkinson's. Maybe it was, um, I, I uh, think I have an advantage. Of, yeah. <laughs> I think I have an advantage of living with a doctor because I asked him what it was and he said, it's probably Parkinson's. I said, okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say, the other thing I felt like it felt like almost unearned. Like I would have liked, we don't know these characters. Granted, we have an hour to spend with them. It, it would have been more interesting. I think to have, like I said, to have this like later in the season or like with where we meet them at some point and then see that. I don't know. I just felt like it was, the whole thing was unearned. Narratively. I think, I mean, yes, I agree. Usually these kinds of things aren't happen later in the, in the season, but narratively it wouldn't have made sense because that's how, um, that's how Pedro Pascal's character gets the truck to travel across the country. To right. Take that bratty little bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh my God. <laughs> out West. I can't stand I, her. Like, sorry. I just can't stand her. No, I, I'm uh, not a fan. Well, I think she's probably a good actress, but I don't like her character. And I yes, just, I agree. She's annoying. Yeah. She's a good actress. She was very um, good in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I just find her character yeah. extraordinarily annoying. Like, you know, I know it's a teenage girl, but I mean, come on. It's yeah, just, it's it's a lot. Um, I also really, think the writing the, the writing doesn't really do her well either because it's kind of cheesy. I thought, but with with her dialogue. But sorry, go ahead. Uh, I could see that. I mean, I I probably li- I definitely like the show better than you do. I'm I'm finding that I'm liking each episode m- more than the last, which is a good trajectory. I'm anxious to see um, where this is going. I don't I don't you know I. There is this lingering thing that I'm, I've got in the back of my head that's like, okay, this is pretty much acting just like The Walking Dead. There, except, yes, um, I loved episode two. Actually, I thought episode two was fascinating because of all of the great set design, the great uh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, they they kind of go through Boston um, and they go into into uh, Boston buildings, and and you can see the architecture and. Um, and how it's changed in this pen in this uh, in this fungal pandemic, um, it was, and it's very tense. It's very very tense. And uh, I thought episode two was um, everyone kind of poo pooed that one. Nobody really talked about it, but uh, I thought it was very interesting. I really enjoyed that one. So um, I'm uh, I'm I'm into the series uh, more than I thought I would be because again, it's it's inescapably compared to Walking Dead. But I, uh, I, I definitely can see your frustrations with it. Oh, and I can totally see why people like it too, because mm-hmm. it's, it's. Um, I mean, that episode is entertaining. It was. I think it's just me being a person who watches a lot of TV. I've seen this before. I think that's yeah. the problem. Like, and so it's my own. It's my own freaking fault. So I apologize to people that I'm jaded from watching so much television. But. It, um, and I, I think that Nick Offerman and um, Murray Bartlett were great. Like, they were fantastic. I just wished it would have 
I just wish we would have, I felt like because it came so soon in the series, there was no emotional, like there could have been a bigger emotional payoff for us if we knew these characters instead of meeting them and wham, bam, thank you, man, they're dead. Like, mm-hmm. but maybe that's the point. I don't know. Um, I'll just go real quickly. The other thing that I've caught up on is I have watched uh, on Netflix, um, You People, which was co-written by... Um, Oh God, sorry. Which was it Kenya Barris? Jo- yes, Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill. And uh, stars Jonah Hill and um, Lauren London, Dave Duchovny, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Eddie Murphy. Um, it's gotten very mixed reviews, uh, but I thought it was very funny. I thought it was it was really smart. I thought it had very interesting things to say. And uh, I laughed out loud several times. And I think um, Eddie Murphy... <laughs> And Julie Louis-Dreyfus should be in awards consideration, but I guess this wow pretty much went straight to Netflix. So I, I don't know if it's an Emmy thing. Um, I think they're both fantastic. Eddie Murphy's very low key. Uh, it's a, it's not a you know a you know a, a Dolomite or a Nutty Professor performance from him. It's very reserved and uh, very studied character. And uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is fantastic. It's one of the That's best things I heard. she's I heard done he's in playing- a long time. I heard he's playing um, serious, like he, yeah. Eddie plays it more serious. That's really interesting. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, is it perfect? No, but I think it's and it's. I was really worried that it was going to have that. You know how the latter seasons of Blackish had that didactic quality to their scripts. I was really worried that it would have that, um, where every every line of dialogue would feel like a sermon. Um, it really doesn't. I think they still get through a lot of points and a lot of uh, touchstones of both Jewish and uh, black or Muslim culture. And um, it doesn't feel didactic. It doesn't feel like I'm being served a uh, sermon. So I enjoy That's it. That's good. I think people should definitely watch it. I wanted more of Nia Long though, but uh, oh, she's gorgeous. Don't we always want more of Nia Long? I feel like. <laughs> Because um, wasn't she Will Smith's um, girlfriend on Fresh Prince? I think that's where I was. saw her. She was. Uh, I remember being like obsessed with her then. I was like, and then when they broke up on the show, I was devastated. So we I always want more like, Nia Long. Was she not in a movie with Eddie Murphy already? Or I guess not. Looking at her, um, looking at her um, filmography, I guess not. But. Uh, uh, for some reason, I thought she was in something like um, one of those uh, late '90s uh, Eddie Murphy uh, romantic comedies, but no. I thought she was too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't seem to find anything she was in with him. Yeah. Anyway, so those are the things I've been catching up on. Um, Megan, why don't you talk about some of the uh, things that you've been watching for? Sorry, did you want to add something else? Yeah, I was going to say, I I was watching, speaking of Netflix, this this podcast brought to you by Netflix. No, um, <laughs> Pam, I watched Pamela, a love story documentary. And I was thinking of you, Clarence, because, you know, we, we all watched Pam and Tommy and we talked about how the writers. Well, we all watched some of Pam and Tommy. <laughs> would you say? Said, well, we all watched some of Pam and Tommy. Right, right, right. You never finished um, it? I finished no, it. No, I, I can do I it. Did. Oh. I did too, yeah. Um, but um, we talked about how, you know, Pamela didn't sanction that film. You know, she didn't give her blessing. Mm-hmm. And and obviously the rating 
for her for the her character um you know was trying to make her a serious actress i realized oh my god no wonder she didn't want anything to do with that because they totally get her wrong like like i i was actually kind of astounded by how much they get her wrong um and I really enjoyed it. Ryan White is the director of, of the documentary and he just directed Goodnight Oppie. Um, so he's having a big year. And um I I just I always think that documentaries you should leave having like you know, watch something where wow, I didn't know that. And you're kind of like you really get an in-depth look at something and you really, really get a sense of what she's like from this, I think, and that she's kind of kooky and like funny and um you know maybe wanted to do some more serious roles but it wasn't like something she was that serious about like the way that the the mini or limited series made it out to be that she was like you know I want him I'm a feminist and all these things like I I kind of suspected that Pamela was a little more um relaxed with all of those attitudes and she was and 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 it's she's just a really cool lady and um boy she loves her sons and it's cool seeing dylan her oldest i think it's dylan is her oldest um who's like really close to her you can tell and and it follows her through her role as roxy in chicago which again she's like she's doing it but not like she's like i know people are gonna make fun of me like it's kind of like it's sad in a way that she knows she's doing these things now for herself which i think is great and um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a really fantastic documentary. And um, yeah, and I, I was thinking of you, though, because I thought I could totally see why she didn't want to be behind Pam and Tommy because they totally get her completely wrong. Which is so funny considering, and we've talked about this before, but the, the whole narrative online about how they are rescuing her persona, they are legitimizing her. And that's, I mean, I guess, you know, guess it wasn't what she wanted at all it wasn't her perspective it wasn't she yes she even says i'm not a victim like i have no regret like like i'm not a victim i didn't want to be i don't want to be seen as a victim like i'm a survivor like and i thought that's that is the complete opposite of what pam and tommy did because it kind of portrayed her as a victim and and made her seem sad and i'm sure pam pamela anderson was sad and you know she's she won't watch she's never watched the tape. She's never watched, she's not going to watch the docuseries. So she definitely has like trauma around it. And I'm sure it was a lot to deal with, but I, um, but she's not a victim. And I feel like they portrayed her more as a victim. So um, I really recommend you guys watching it. I thought it was really good. Excellent. I, uh, we'll see. We'll see if I get around to that. (laughs) Um, It's short. It's not very long. Like two hours. I don't know. It went fast. It went by fast. I just, it's not that I'm hesitant based on your recommendation. Of course not. It's more I'm hesitant because I'm super tired of, of her just a little bit, but not, not her personally, just the, <clears throat> the persona, the, 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 the dialogue around her, you know, all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm that's I'm just neat. I get that. I understand. And I thought I would feel that way too. But uh, she really sucks you in. Like she, it, she's just a, a cool lady. She really is. She's a cool chick. So what else? She's have a cool you been, chick. <laughs> what have you been watching uh, in preparation for um, uh, Scad? So I've I watched Wolfpack, uh, an episode of Wolfpack, which 
I need, you know, we need more Nia Locke. We need more Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, I, I need her to, I need her to be, uh, I, I actually would love to ask her, like, what makes her choose specific roles and, like, does she like supernatural um, shows? Because I think she, um, I just think she's capable of a lot. But, um, but Wolfpack's kind of fun. It's, um, I, I, it has a really great opening where it's, uh, it's, it's like, I was on the edge of my seat. It's, um, in the California wildfire and there's a school bus and everybody's like getting out of their cars and running. And this bus driver doesn't know what to do. Like she doesn't want to lose her job. She also doesn't want to die. Like, and like, should I let the kids go? And then all these like animals are coming out from the, from the forest on fire. It was really oh. like really intense um really well done like opening um and the kids are cool in it too the actors the um i I think it could be something for paramount plus it's it's um because they're kind of finding their pack and it's not i i thought maybe it was based on teen wolf like but it's not it's like its own thing it's like from a based on a book from like 2004 um so i watched that i watched will trent on abc because i've seen like the advert the ads for it everywhere and um that's a really fun show too um and uh i think it's raymond rodriguez as the lead he's really good um and erica christensen joey is in it and she's really good too yeah um swim it's, fan let's all watch swim fan i know um i i enjoyed it though it was fun it was like a um you know, just a fun kind of, not a procedural, but like he's solving mysteries and stuff. Um, but he's not like, he's not superhuman. He's just like a guy that's, that's good at his job. So I like that. And then, um, what else did I watch? Uh, I caught up on the season finale of Reservation Dogs, which, um, is really, really good. Um, I really like that one too. Uh, I would like to watch more. If I had more time, I'd watch all of these things, but I'm just trying to catch bits and pieces. Um, and then what else did I, I can't remember. Of course, you know, I've been watching my bad reality television too on the side, but, um, uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing some new shows there too, like, uh, true lies to see what they do with that. And, um, I really want to see not dead yet and, um, American born Chinese too. So, Yeah. Excellent. You'll have to uh, give us an overview when you're back next week. Of course I will. Awesome. Has anyone watched, while I'm thinking about it, has anybody watched Shrinking on Apple TV? Joey, did you mention that last week? I've seen, uh, I think, three episodes. So I, like it. I was... I feel like that's a show that we should, we should watch and talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think so too, because I was watching, uh, I was scrolling through... Twitter over the weekend and someone um, mentioned I'm not going to talk about the Emmys until May 13th. I mean, excuse me, March 13th for obvious reasons, of course, because that's the day after the Oscars, which is what all Oscar people do. Um, and uh, he, this was showing up big in, uh, in, in that person's predictions. I have no idea if that's a legitimate take, but um, kind of surprised me because I have heard a few people talking about it here and there. Scott Harrison Ford, of course. So, um, which I think is a, a big deal this year. He's got two uh, television series. Uh, I think it's the first time he's ever been on a TV series on a routine basis. Um, yeah, I, I think we right. should, what's that? Yeah, I think you're right. That I don't think he's been on a TV show like this in a while or ever. 
so I think at a future podcast, we should catch up to that and kind of give it a good assessment as to where we think it stands with the uh, Emmy race. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joey, what about you? What, what are some things that you've been catching up on? Um, I kind of wish that this was not true, but for some reason, and I may have mentioned this last week, but I'm continuing. If I did, I'm continuing. If not, here we go. For some reason, I have had this need, not need, but this desire to rewatch Friends. And I started all, I was, I randomly would watch like an episode here or there. I was on like episode seven or eight. And I don't think seven or, I think seven or eight is when I start to think, okay, what is the show doing? Um, after, after the show gets like, um, you know, after everyone is positioned to be comfortable in their lives and they're not as much talking about the friendship aspect. And it made me want to go back and watch, you know, some of the older episodes. So I started all the way back on season one and I just, I, I love that show. Um, so that's (laughs) the actual thing that I have been watching, but the, something that I, saw just a couple of days ago is I saw M. Night Shyamalan's knock at the cabin and uh, I actually really enjoyed it. It's short. It's like an hour and 35 minutes long. Um, Everyone knows I have a boner for that. (laughs) Um, And I, while I do think some of it is like rather obvious, like I think there's like a clunky line of dialogue near the end. It was like, these are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I was like, well, yeah, that's, (laughs) Yeah, that's what they represent. Like, hello. I guess people could see that from the trailer. I um, didn't realize that. So okay, well, I'm an asshole. Um, Spoiler alert. I'm <laughs> I'm reading the book, and it's the first. Like, you know, there was a time where, like, I have the spoiler alert book. It's, it's the full title: Spoiler Alert: the Hero Dies at the End. And the movie came out, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to read the book before the, the movie comes out. I never saw the movie anyway, so I never started the book back up again. Um, but hearing that the, I heard the book ending is slightly different than the movie ending. So I'm actually still barreling through that. And I think it's, I think it's good. Knock at the, knock at the cabin. Not yeah, I think knock at the cabin is, is, is good. It's, I think it's like a good solid movie. Like it's rated R, but like, it's not too violent. I think it's more rated R for the language because there's a lot of F-bombs here, there and everywhere. Um, I think Ben Aldridge is great. There's something about like, if you guys see them end up seeing it, there's something about how when he is scared and he's like quite literally quivering and you can hear his like breath coming in and out of his body, the way that it's like really ragged. I don't know. He's, he's just a really good actor. And I haven't seen him since I haven't seen spoiler alert yet. I, I don't know what emotional payoff is in that for him, but um, I think he's really good in knock at the cabin. And I, want to sort of go back and watch more M. Night Shyamalan movies. I was always a big fan of his and he's like the type of, he's a director for me. And some people may roll their eyes at this. Like I will see anything that he does. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like I loved old. I had a, like I told Jason, we were on our way. I was like, I had a great time watching old. He was like, I don't know if I would say I had a great time watching old. Oh, I fucking loved old. I I loved old. Yeah. Um, I think you just meant because of the subject matter, but, um, like I loved the visit. I loved, he really good. The visit's really good. Yeah. The visit was fun. Um, he didn't, yeah, he didn't direct devil. I think he produced devil. 
And I thought that was fun. I lo- I'm I'm a I'm in the very pro camp of the village. I always have been. I've always liked that movie. Um, so I kind of want to like go back and watch some of his movies again because I found out one of our friends that came with me who used to live with us, Christian, he's like 25, 27. And he's like, I've never seen, I think he's only seen like one other M. Night Shyamalan movie. And it's not even like one of the great ones. He's never seen The Sixth Sense. He's never seen Signs. He's never seen a bunch of other stuff. So I kind of want to like make him watch all his movies because I don't know if, if, even if like you don't think his movies are solid or you don't think the movies are great, he at least does something very interesting in everything that he does. So well, he's, he's so influential too, because I saw a tweet where somebody said that like, you guys can hate on him at Shyamalan, but like Ari Aster and um, I forget what other filmmaker are, are basically doing what I'm at Shyamalan, like are trying to be him at Shyamalan or you could see the influence. Like, and that's so, it's so true. Yeah, and I, I guess, think I, I I don't know, and like his movies always have, like, I don't want to say they have like a like a fun quotient to them, but they kind of do for me. There's like a there's like a almost like an absurd level to his movies. Like it, it's there's a heightened quality that I've always really, really responded to <laughs> to his stuff. And I don't know. I remember working. I was working at a movie theater when The Village came out, and people were pissed about that movie i love and the village i love it. i did too and i remember i saw like the day when i went to go see it i saw an interview where somebody asked him about the village and like the the initial fan reception of the village because i think that was the first movie where people sort of started to turn on him on m night Shyamalan. yeah and um he oh, was like in the water people ugh, people got that, that, that is, like, was the, the that's the worst one that that was the full turn, I would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he, um, but I thought he, he had like a really interesting perspective about how, like he said, people were, people were so excited because they assumed that I made like the scariest movie of all time. And that's not what I did. He's like, that's not what I set out to do. Um, you know, he said, he, I don't know. I, I think he's just, a, he's invested in character and he's invested in, you know, mood and atmosphere and sure all of those movies take place somewhere in Pennsylvania. Um, and it, and it made me, um, I mean, awards daily TV, please watch servant guys, everybody. I'm not saying to you guys, but like anybody who's listening, please watch servant. Cause I think that show every season, this, the fourth season, which I actually haven't started, um, is, is airing right now. And I think that is it. I think it's show is so solid and that show mostly takes place in like one or two sets like in the house where the show initially takes place um and i think that's a really great show so i this is just more of like a m night Shyamalan appreciation segment but here we go i approve (laughs) this message i want to go back and revisit what we now know as the unbreakable trilogy um i never saw (laughs) oh god yeah and glass i never saw glass either um so because I didn't know the split tied back into Unbreakable. They, and, and no one did until they actually saw the movie. And um, But I also liked The Village. I thought the, the, I thought the fact that, it, you know, the, the twist, I don't know how you can spoil that, uh, that t- nearly 20-year-old movie, but the twist in The Village was interesting. Like, I didn't think it was, I don't know why people were so upset by it. 
I think we were spoiled. I think we were so spoiled that we had, first of all, an original film. Like, yeah. God, like to have a, like an original story in theaters that's not from an IP. Um, I think we became like, oh, that's what you got there? Like, I, because I thought the same thing. I was like blown away. I loved the twist. Um, some people said they saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. Thank you. No. Okay, guys. How could you see but, that? Um, <laughs> Yeah. And that movie had like a stacked cast. You know, Bryce Dallas Howard is one of her, you know, first. Walking Phoenix. Walking Phoenix, again. Adrian Brody, Gordon Weaver, William Hurt, uh, Cherry Jones, Celia Weston, uh, Brendan Gleason's in it, Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt, guys. Wow. Sexy Michael Pitt. Cinematography. Jesse Eisenberg's in that movie. The score, James Newton Howard. I did, I was, I. <laughs> In college, when I had to do like a dance class, what the the final assignment was to, this is so faggy and I don't care. The um, the the in dance class, it was like you had to choreograph something to an instrumental piece of music. I used music from the village. I just <laughs> and people were like, wow. "What is that?" I just realized it was what? on AFI's 100 Years of Film Scores. Really? Oh, is it? Yeah, that's a great score. I love that score. Um, I want to revisit that, and I want to, sh- I want to, I want to watch it with my kids because they don't know the the uh, the twist. No, it's the I remember I had that... to keep. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just had to keep the twist a secret from my sister for like five years because every time <laughs> she hadn't seen it, she's like, "Don't tell me, don't tell me," and I'm like, "I, it's it's like five years old." Like, <laughs> so well, don't you remember like those? Tra- yeah, like that. Those trailers. I remember. They hyped that up to be like a super scary, almost monster movie. And I remember it was scary. Yeah. And I remember I totally scary. The, that part in the trailer where like Judy Greer is like, you know, crawling through that, the, uh, you know, the thing where you lift it up on the floor and you yes. fall down to the stairs and she's like holding the door up over her head. She's like, don't let them in. And I was like, oh. ah. let's watch I thought the it was village, so guys. scary. Let's watch, yeah. Let's watch I it thought... live right now. Everyone. Turn it on. <laughs> um, the only times that I get, sort of annoyed with um M. Night Shyamalan is when he I don't know when he does things like in in like the whole fit swing away thing in signs. I just thought that was incredibly cheesy. I, I thought that was cheesy too. I think signs is probably my least well probably my least favorite one, I'd say. Because it was well, just everything had, major one. Yeah, like um like Sixth Sense is perfect. Actually you should listen to an unspooled podcast. They they talk about the sixth sense. And they talk about how much like attention and care like Shyamalan put into that film. And it just goes to show like, uh, like he had like multiple script, like the script process was like insane. I just remember him being very like uh, thorough about it. Um, But I, I thought signs was just like too tidy. Everything was just like, Oh, like, you know, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. And I, I didn't like that. I, I don't know. That was not one of my. It was okay. I don't, it wasn't one of my favorites. But but I, but like there are other ones that I. I think Unbreakable had an interesting premise and um, not one. Of, but I guess that. But I just enjoy going to them. Like and my Shyamalan, you know, you're going to be in for something interesting. Yeah, I love the visit. Um, the one thing I, before we sort of leave this, the one thing about the Sixth Sense, someone recently put on Twitter the scene where. Um, Haley Joel Osment reveals to Tony Collette that he has this gift. Uh, yes. And she's just, she just like, she cries on command in that car when she's talking about her mother. 
that she should have won an Oscar for that. Like, I don't even remember. That scene's incredible. That scene. I remember. I remember whenever, like when they, that scene happened, I remember being like, Oh, whoa, this is, this is something different. Like this isn't your typical movie. And her, her performance is so, Oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. What year was that movie? 90, uh, 99. 99. 99. And, oh. <sighs> yeah, Angelina Jolie won for Girl Interrupted. Okay, never mind. That's a... Angelina <laughs> Jolie was pretty fantastic in that movie. <laughs> because you're dead already, Lisa. Yeah. Um, no, anyone? Nobody? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't, don't remember. I don't remember much about... Uh, girl interrupted. Well, I, I remember that it. that was supposed to oh. be Winona Ryder's big Oscar vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and it Angelina didn't work. Jolie completely ripped the rug right out from under her, threw her down on the ground, and stabbed her in the eye <laughs> with a really heartbreaking <laughs> performance by Brittany Murphy, who yes, I think tapped into is better. Yeah, um, and I think she I think she's better, yeah, better than Angelina Jolie. Yeah, she was more yeah. memorable to me. She's it's heartbreaking. I think she uh, was tapping into a lot of personal uh, issues through that performance. Oh, that well, actually, the one thing I remember about, about that movie is the scene where oh, they find her. Yes, yeah, I actually can't. The song, you know, the yeah, don't they know? Oh, god, that song makes like, me cry. That, that song, oh, god. I always think of Brittany Murphy every time I hear that song. Yeah, me too. Gosh, Ugh. we didn't know how good we had it back then. I know. Girl I still never watched that Brittany Murphy doc. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I, I watched the doc. I watched the doc. I can't do it. I loved her so much. Oh, I, I know. That. You and I both did. Oh, you did? Yes. My wife and I saw that. Um, it, was, it was tough. It was tough to watch. It's tough yeah. to watch someone with so much talent just go down the drain. And that you still don't know what happened either. Yeah. Like you don't really know. That's the other thing that's upsetting. Um, anything else we want to catch up on, or are we uh, are we good to move off to the flashboard? I'm good. Yeah. Joe, you got anything else? No. Okay. Uh, so let's move to the flashboard to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. And Joey, why don't you go first? Sure. Um, I. Today, and I screamed at my desk at work, um, I got <laughs> I got screeners to Schmigadoon Season 2. I just Ooh, saw it, and I was going to tell you. <laughs> Schmigadoon. And uh, I have the first six episodes. I'm so excited because I didn't realize how much I, I love mu- musicals from the 1970s. I was going through it yesterday, and I was like, I love that, I love that, I love that, I love that. So I'm super excited to see that. Um, so I also, I just convinced myself to, I'm going to just restart Servant just because, um, it's been so disjointed since I saw the last season. Um, and then I got screeners to another show that I don't even really know what it, it is. Um, but it has an amazing, uh, cast. Um, it's on Apple TV. I don't think it comes out till later in the spring called Extrapolations. Um, it's an anthology series that depicts the effects of climate change through different points of view, but it has like an insane cast, like Meryl Streep is in it. Um, 
Sienna Miller, Kit Harrington, Tahar Rahim, Davi Diggs, Gemma Chan, David Schwimmer, connection to friends. Um, Carrie that's, Russell. That's premiering in March. That's premiering in March. It's from like Scott Burns. So maybe that's like a limited series contender. Um, like Roar. <laughs> I wonder. Sorry. I wonder if um, if people if if uh, like if, Rory, bitch. <laughs> I just meant that was like a show that we were all so excited for, and then it just didn't. I mean, yeah. it just didn't do much. Murray Bartlett's in it. Maybe he's in. Maybe he'll make you cry again. Maybe he'll die. Maybe because because he, he dies and everything. Spoiler, but I mean, he dies and everything. He's like, I don't want to be tied down. Welcome to Chippendales. Dies. White Lotus dies. Spoiler for Spoiler. Chippendales. <laughs> but does he? Well, he's the person. Who, I mean, that's a true story. Yes, I was going to say. I just wanted to make sure people weren't like, "What?" <laughs> um, I wonder if uh, there's so much coming out in March that I have to yes. wonder if studios saw last year what happened to Suitcase and to Under the Banner of Heaven, and they're starting to push. You up mean Staircase? Oh yeah, staircase. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, suitcase is a limited series from the point of view of the suitcase that got shit in. <laughs> it's the slap. It's like from a different perspective. Every time. Well, there's like that other new show that's like the slap called The Drop or something. Oh yeah, where, yeah. where Anna Conkle like drops the kid, which I was like, wait, this is like the slap. This is like exactly like the slap. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. But that, um, that, that's all I'm working. Anyway, Joey, continue. Oh no, that's all. <laughs> all right, Megan. Um, so I'm looking forward to obviously going to the SCAD TV Fest in Atlanta this week. Um, also um catching up on my bad reality television. Still uh reading Daisy Jones and the Six, which I'm kind of like I would like to finish the book before I start watching the screeners that I have. I think I have screeners. Um, and I'm really enjoying the book. I really, I, Clarence, I think you would really like it. Um, cause it's, cause the writer, um, based it on like a little bit of Fleetwood Mac. So, um, I feel like he would like it. I'm um, sorry, what was the title? Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you'd totally like it. Um, and then, yeah, that's probably about it. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. Excellent. Um, I am uh, film wise. I still need to catch up with to Leslie. Um, and, uh, this weekend I am going to the theater and I am going to sit for four hours and I'm going to watch Titanic in 3d. (gasps) That is what is coming out this weekend. And I can't think of a movie I'd rather see more. I'm surprised neither one of you have talked about seeing 80 for Brady. Because I felt like that's right. <laughs> yeah, I might actually see it. I might see it tomorrow. Um, okay. I saw someone say. I just haven't had time. I haven't had time. I saw. I think it was Jorge Molina who said, "Knock at the cabin," but instead of those four strangers, it's the four women for eighty for Brady. And I was like, "Oh my god, that'd be the greatest movie." <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched then, a video of Trixie. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. You're you're no, go ahead. done. I'm an asshole. No, no I was just saying there was a video of. Trixie Mattel, who's a drag queen, and you're like doing a game show with the four women of 80 for Brady, and those women do not look happy. <laughs> it's really funny. But go on, sorry. Um, also on Netflix this Friday, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Your Place or Mine, a romantic comedy <laughs> in time for Valentine's Day. So 
Um, maybe it that will... does look cute. Yeah, I want to see that. I mean, it's it's on Netflix. I don't know. Harmless it's got to be better than the the uh, photos that came out of the press. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. Those are so funny. <laughs> Have you seen them? No, I haven't. Yeah, they look awkward. As oh, well. oh yeah, they look like they hate each other. It's really funny. I'll try to find them and send them to you. Um, otherwise, on TV, <laughs> continuing a rewatch of Succession. Um, catching up to The Last of Us, which I am almost caught up. I just need one more episode. I want to watch um, Shrinking. And uh, as Joey mentioned, we just got screeners for Schmigadoon um, season two. So anxious to see that. Um, and by the way, if anybody hasn't seen the original production, I, I often go down a rabbit hole of theater for whatever reason. And I found mm -hmm. that there is a recording of... Um, it's a, it's a, like a VHS recording, so it's very poor uh, footage. But there's a recording of the original production of Ragtime. And uh, it's on <gasps> YouTube. And um, it is, I mean, you, you I mean, I get chills just watching the cast perform these numbers. So um, I have been watching little pieces of that. I just haven't had enough time to sit down and watch the whole thing. Plus, it kind of hurts my eyes because it's real super blurry. But uh, it's better than nothing. I mean, until theaters start figuring out or, or production companies start figuring out that they should record everything and make it available for at an insanely high price, which I would totally buy for that. Um, it's the best we can do. Um, and then on books, I'm continuing my listen to everyone in my family has killed somebody someone, mm -hmm. by uh, Benjamin Stevenson. All right. So does that cover it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. So we are the three M's contributors, Joey Moser, Megan McLaughlin, and me, Clarence Moy. Thanking you for joining us, asking you to remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel at Awards Daily, and wishing you a very pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>